This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoyed this message. I must say, um, we started not last week with the Spirit Lead Me series. And there's something on this. I mean, even that third song we, saw, we sang, there's just like, you, you can feel the Holy Spirit saying, this is something to focus on. So I really feel there's something on this, you know, that God is saying, Holy Spirit is speaking to us to, to start crying out to the Lord saying, Spirit, lead me. Amen. Come on, let's say it. Spirit, lead me. And, and, and last week as I shared, you know, um, you want to be spirit led for a whole lot of reasons, but the, the first one is guidance. So if there's a minefield, 2019 is a minefield. If you are spirit led, you're going to sidestep every mine. You know, whatever that might be, relational blow ups, financial blow ups, business blow ups. You know, I can name a few blow ups over the last few years. And I'm like, Lord, if only I was led by your spirit. So there's this incredible invitation for each one of us to be led by the Holy Spirit. He wants to. He wants to lead us. So that's the one guide. And secondly, the reason we want to be spirit-led, I'm recapping from last week, is that you find the firepower button, nuclear firepower. When you, the Holy Spirit leads you to the power of God. When you, you know, the Holy Spirit leads you where, where God is working, then you partner with God in what He is doing, and you see the kingdom come. It is amazing. And then thirdly, another reason you want to be spirit-led, because it's a sign of maturity. A sign of maturity. Uh, those who are led by the Holy Spirit, they are the mature sons of God, as this verse in Romans 8 says. The mature. The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Those are the mature ones. The immature ones are the ones that freak out. Challenging environment. Pressure, and you freak out, you carnal, you lose it, your fleshly is like, boom, you freak out. But the mature people of God, what do they do? They freak up. Amen. They freak up. They, instead of acting in the flesh, instead of losing your peace, losing your joy, acting like an idiot, being angry, losing your cool, when you are spirit-led, you freak up. It's like, Lord, you know. <laughs> you have this. You turn your heart and mind to the Lord. You turn your heart and mind to the Holy Spirit. and say, Lord, you, you've got this. You are able to change this, to shift this. I'm not going to freak out. I'm freaking up in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's say it. I'm freaking up. Freak up. Look to Him. Keep your eyes on Him, not on the waves, as we sh- shared last week. And so... The Lord is wanting to lead us into that place where we are truly mature, where we manifest the fruit of the Spirit, love, peace, joy, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and patience, despite really difficult environment. That's what God wants us to do. Amen. So I felt a few weeks ago, beginning of the month, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me this is a year 
of miracles. And, and it was like the Lord was inviting us into this. That can just be a nice idea, or it can literally be a word from the Lord inviting us into seeing signs and wonders. And I must say, it's been a good week already. So last week, Sunday nights, we had three people physically healed. I felt the Lord wanted to heal people physically. So we had one guy on crutches. He had a car accident in November. And so his pins and metal steel, everything in his body here and his, in his hip and and what happened in November, and we prayed for him, and all the pain left his body. Praise God. Isn't that awesome? Hallelujah. <laughs> then uh, another lady, has, her back was healed, and another guy came forward for something else. And for 10 years, he, he lost his uh, smell, his ability to smell. And so after the last week, Sunday evening, he went to spa, and as he walked in there, he was like, I can smell. <laughs> So after 10 years, his smell has returned. Beautiful. God is awesome. So uh, yesterday we went to, we have a missions team now in Cambridge, Cambridge location, about 40 of us. And so we were doing a, just a training yesterday. It was just supposed to be a training. God just likes to pitch up, it seems. So we're in the location, we're doing training with about 40 of their church people, 40 of our people. And we're like, we pray, teach them how to pray for the sick, teach them how to do different things because we do, we're starting a crusade next week, Sunday night, six nights of glory. Hallelujah. And so anyway, so Jesus pitches up yesterday and everybody gets healed except one boy whose eyes weren't healed of cataracts, but the other two people of cataracts, eyes, their eyes were healed. The one was partially healed from a one out of 10 sight, like almost zero would be no sight. She had one. One level of uh, sight, then it increased to five out of ten. Praise God. Come on, we celebrate all that the Lord does. And then the rest were all healed. The one lady, five years, I think, of uh, back problems. She felt a fire coursing through her body, and all the pain disappeared. Another lady, she had arthritis in the spine. She felt fire coursing through her back, and then suddenly it moved to her face. She was like, it was hot. And then all the pain disappeared. And another one, 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 another one. And I was like, Jesus, you rock. Come on, let's say Jesus rocks. I mean, come on, if God is alive, there must be evidence to the reality of God. Jesus healed. He was part of his ministry. He, he discipled his, his disciples to pray for others. And then he said, guys, now go and do it. So, so he calls us to walk in this. And then at the end of the training, about 80 of us went into the community with flyers and we went into shacks and connecting with people and praying for people. Wow. I was blown away. So, uh, we just, first person we met, I was like, do, do you have pain? He said, I don't know, I'm a kulu. Uh, what's the right word? A lot of pain. What's the also word for kakulu? Kakulu. He said he had pain everywhere. Kakulu. And so he went into his house. We prayed for him and the pain of his arms and his everything disappeared. And he's saying he's coming to the crusade. He's coming to church. Praise God. Then we went up the road and I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, this lady has got back pain. And she said, no, she doesn't have back pain. Late it came out she has back pain. So she got healed, praise God, taking a flyer, and she's bringing people from like face hanging to smile. 
Then we went to another house and there's a lady on the bed and I felt like maybe stomach pain. I was wrong. It was knee pain. But anyway, so we prayed for her. She got completely healed and she was walking up and down in a shack like, yo, 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 yo. Praise God. Give Jesus a hand. Come on. He's good. So this is a year of miracles. It's now conclusive. Because <laughs> it's been a good week. But God wants to release his life into your life. He wants to stir your faith. I'm like, Lord, after all, yesterday afternoon, I'm like, this is the training. The crusade's going to rock. Oh, my word. But you see, your life gets changed in the process. I can see it in those who attended and part of the team. Our lives are being rocked because we're experiencing the power of God working through us. It is beautiful. It is so beautiful. So I want to I want to share with you today how to be spirit led. So you can access the fullness of God, the power of God. If you if you want to be spirit led, you need to be spirit renewed. It's a mindset. The Lord wants to come and renew your mindset by the help of the Holy Spirit. So that you this is good news. The Holy Spirit is a genius. He is incredibly as the answer to everything. He is the solution to every problem. And so the Holy Spirit is wanting to come alongside us. He wants to lead us into good places. But if before he can lead us into the fullness of God, we need to be spirit renewed. Our minds need to be renewed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so I want to share a little bit about this, about this journey of how you and I can renew our spirits in partnership with the Holy Spirit so that we can hear God's voice and know which way we need to go. Amen. Praise God. So a while ago, a few years ago, I was, I saw a vision, a picture in my mind's eye and I felt it was of the Holy Spirit. And I, I saw like a deep canyon, a deep dark canyon. And I saw like a person like halfway down that canyon and it's dark. And it's like everywhere the person would look, it would be dark. And then I felt the Holy Spirit say, come higher. Come higher. I saw this in this vision. I saw this person moving higher up to the top of the canyon onto a hilltop and seeing the glorious sun, the glory of God and the goodness of God. And I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, everything looks different from up here. Everything looks different from God's perspective. A renewed mind is to see things from God's perspective. An unrenewed mind is when you're in that hole, you're in that, down that canyon, it's like, where's God? He's left me. No, he hasn't. He wants to bring you higher so you can see from his perspective. Yeah, so I've been, I've been just thinking about our journey over the last six Seven years, it was in 2012, you know, uh, Sonica was still in a, in a season of three years that she was really battling with insomnia. It was a nightmare. And I came to this point, I can't take this anymore. I feel, I feel like I'm in a corner. It's either like walk away from God or press into God for this breakthrough. So, I mean, we haven't seen any miracles. We haven't seen people being healed. I felt that the, the, the supernatural, it's for other people. I had a completely unrenewed mind. All I had was desperation. 
And you sometimes the Lord would allow things into our lives to push us into desperation. It is the grace of God. I am so thankful for Sonic's three years of hell. <laughs> the Lord uses my wife powerfully to, to, to push me closer to Jesus. But, but in that season, you know, we were like, okay, guys, we're going to trust for the power of God. We're going to step out. And so the one night, I think we had one miracle happen in that time. I didn't even pray for anybody. It was just somebody was got healed. I'm like, okay, God, maybe you still heal. Maybe you still powerful, but I'm trusting for my wife for, for freedom. So we had a, 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 the first time we're going to do a school of the supernatural was a, I think it was a Thursday night. We got together elders, leaders, and a, like say 40, 50 people. And we were like, okay, we're going to step out. We have not seen really miracles, um, but God, we believe you are. You are able. So we stepped out, and we trust the Lord for words of knowledge, like, like supernatural words of knowledge, like what's wrong in people's bodies. And we absolutely sucked, solidly. We missed all the words of knowledge. Only Rosie, Ellen's wife, she got one word of knowledge right. The rest of us were useless. We saw no miracles that night. And even in that season, you know, in that the few weeks, three weeks before that evening, I was crying out to God, Lord, we need your power for the sake of my wife and other people. God, we need your power. And in the midst of that, Sonica, her skin began to become worse and worse. So she had psoriasis since uh, primary school. She was two weeks in hospital in primary school for because of all the psoriasis on her body. And she was better for many years. It was still issues, but it was... You know, doable, I guess. And then the three weeks when I'm trusting now God to move powerfully, suddenly her skin breaks out as bad as it ever been. I mean, she would get up in the morning and, 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 and the skin would crack open and the blood would run down her arms and the blood would run down her, her legs and, and, and she would be crying. And I was like, I'm wanting to freak out. And then I just said, look, this is for the glory of God. This is for the glory of God. We're going to pursue the Lord. We're going to trust him. So the three weeks building up to the school of the supernatural, her skin is breaking out worse and worse and worse. And I'm like, Lord, I'm asking for healing, healing, healing. What is this? <laughs> so we have the school of the supernatural night and we absolutely suck. There's a level zero now is that you can't get more useless than we were. <laughs> and... And somebody, some ladies prayed for Sonic and they felt they pour water over heads. So they poured water over head, but I mean, we didn't see any change. Next morning, I, I'm depressed. Uh, I'm depressed. We suck. We absolutely suck. But I woke up the next morning with this word in my heart. And the Lord said to me, every word will be tested. Every word will be tested. Everything you trust in God for, it will be tested. There will be a season where you're not seeing anything. There will be a season where it doesn't look like it's working. There will be a season that it feels like God isn't with you. There will be a season that you want to give up and walk away. Don't walk away. Praise Him. I mean, it is phenomenal the, 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 the change in my mindset in six years. Now it's just like, well, God is always moving. He's always moving. There's always miracles breaking out. They're, God is with us. But it took a while to have the mind renewal. So I want to encourage you. doesn't matter what you're going through. So many times people, they battle with a sickness. And what happens? They give up. Well, God doesn't want to heal me. No, it's your invitation. 
to trust in him more than before. Don't give up. I mean, you, most of you would know, I mean, Sonic, I've been trusting the Lord for eight and a half years now for our second child. You know, that's a test. And I'm like, praise God, Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. We will never be disillusioned with you. We will never doubt your goodness because we know who you are. You see how this works is there's a, it's called your expectation or your beliefs. It's like over there. God, you are the healer. You are the provider. You are powerful. That's your belief. But your experience is over here. For some of us over here. What do you do with the two? Most people reduce their beliefs to fit their lack of experience. So what's going to happen? You go, your, your belief levels will re- reduce and reduce and reduce, and now it's going to be at your experience level. In other words, you don't have faith. And so what's going to happen? You maybe step out at some point trusting God for something, and, and, and nothing's going to happen because you have no faith, unless the grace of God. Nothing happens and you say, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. God doesn't heal. God isn't with me. Why? Because you've reduced your expectation, your beliefs to fit your lack of experience. And the challenge, if you want a renewed mind, is to lift your expectation to where, to, of who God is. And even when you're not experiencing anything, like we did, you just keep on. You just keep on praying for people. You keep on trusting. Lord, next month, next month, we're going to be pregnant in Jesus' name. Lord, next month, we're going to see your glory. Lord, tomorrow, we're going to see your kingdom come. Lord, I know who you are. And even if I never see this in this life, I will praise you because you are worthy. This is so foundational. There's so many believers who are living like unbelieving believers because they allow faith to go down to their lack of experience. That's not what God calls you to. Amen. So come on, let's say it. I renounce unbelief. In Jesus' name. So Romans 8 verse 6 to 9, we speak about how to have your mind renewed. It says, for the mind of the flesh is death. But the mindset controlled by the spirit finds life and peace. So a mindset, focus on the flesh, it was like a, a negative mindset. Negativity, unbelief, being cynical, and then speaking that. Do you know what it leads to? Death, spiritual death. You're not going to connect with God. You need a childlike faith if you want to connect with God. You need a childlike faith if you want the Holy Spirit to lead you. And so it says there, a mindset in the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the spirit finds life and peace. So you want to renew your mind and you want to release the word of God, the truth of your environment. How's your, how's your words? What, what, what words are you speaking? Having a challenging time at work? Uh, work's not going to work out. It's going to be bad. I'm expecting a terrible year. No, man. Align your word with the will of God. Your words are powerful. Release life. You renew your mind in the process, and you see the kingdom of God come. The rest of it says, verse 7, in fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plans and refuses to submit to his direction because it 
cannot. Come on, say cannot. It cannot. The mindset, a fleshly, negative, unbelieving, earthly mindset, not seeing things from heaven, from God's perspective, you will fight God's plan for your life. Isn't that scary? You won't even know it. You're going to fight. You're going to resist the plan of God for your life because it says it refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. Do you see that? If you want to be spirit-led, you need to be spirit-renewed. A mind renewed by the Holy Spirit. It's the only way. So there's like a few, uh, I put a few things on the screen there for uh, the victim mentality. This is how you can pick up if you have this wrong mindset and if you have embraced a victim mentality. You could say to yourself, man, I'm, I'm a victim of the devil. If only evil wasn't so rampant, man, then we could do something in this town, you know? Or maybe you could say, I'm a victim of the people in church. If only people would see who I am and what I offer, man, then something's going to happen. I see this so many times with believers, like, no one sees me. Some of us are a victim of our past. You say, if only I had a better past. If only I was born into a better family. If only I had better opportunities, then we could do something. But man, my past is such a mess. Victim of the past. Or what some of us say, like, I'm a victim of the preordained plan of God to limit me. If only God had a better plan for my life. And we sometimes think that. We look at somebody and, you know, famous somebody. And we say, oh, God has such a beautiful plan for his life. But me, I'm like. Ah, God doesn't have a good plan for me. Victim mentality, those are lies that are influencing us and disconnecting us from truly being spirit-led. So what are the solutions for those? Are are we a victim of the devil? No, we're not. There's only one God. The devil doesn't even feature. He is minute. He is small. I mean, it's like now in Cambridge location, you know, think, oh, there's witchcraft and there's all this stuff and oh, it's going to be challenging. And then suddenly God's in the house like, man, this is easy because God is with us. So don't allow that victim of the devil thing, victim of the people in the church. No, God promotes. If you are faithful to him, he will be faithful to you. He will promote you, he'll give you opportunities. He will open doors for you wherever, whenever. He is able. Come on, let's say it. he is able. Amen. Someone say, victim of the past. No, our past doesn't determine our future. God determines our future. And he says, I have a good plan for you. To prosper you. To give you a hope and a future. That is his heart. He's a loving father that wants to bless you. Don't allow that lie to influence you. And the preordained plan, God wants to limit me. No, God has no maximum. God has no limits. We sang it this now today as well. God wants to lead us where, where our faith have no boundaries. You see, the limitations is never on God's side. It's always on our side. And it's usually just in our, in, in our minds. I am flabbergasted. I am shocked at how bad my thinking was six years ago. Ten years in full-time ministry. And my, 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 my thinking was, was stinking. It was, it was horrible. And, and over the last six years, and I'm so psyched at this very moment, say, Lord, might renew my mind more. 
I want to see myself for who I really am in you. See, what, what is the, the Christian life about? And this includes mind renewal. What is the Christian life about? It is the discovery. Listen to me now. It's the discovery of who you already are and what you already have in Christ. That's the discovery. We all start as orphans. We're useless. We have nothing. Come to Jesus. I'm a terrible sinner. And we're thankful that Jesus saves us. But then we start on a journey of discovery. A a discovering of who we really are in Jesus. And what God has made available to us. That is the Christian life. That is the Christian experience. To discover. Come on, say discover. I want to lead you. I want to help you. It's about to discover who you already are in Jesus and what you already have in him. Unlimited resources available in God. Unlimited spiritual resources and everything else. God wants to pour his goodness out upon you. You see, you are not a victim of the devil, of people, of church people, of your past, or of God. No, we become victims of our own bad beliefs. You become a victim of your unbelief. You become a victim of your, of, of the lies you've believed about yourself. The enemy comes and he puts a false mirror in front of us. And every day we're looking in the false mirror. I can't do it. I'm a nobody. Oh, I'm just a sinner. Oh, I'm never going to do great things for God. No, I'm not spiritual. The enemy comes and he brings a distorted mirror that he puts before us, but God wants to come and bring a, a, the true mirror where he says, Hey, you're a saint. Your royalty. You're a son of the king of the universe or a daughter of the king of the universe. Come on. Eh? All of the king's resources are yours. But you need to shift your mindset. Amen. Come on, let's say it. I'm shifting my mindset. Come on, let's say it. I won't be a victim of my bad beliefs. Amen. Romans 12 verse 2. It says, stop. Imitating, this is from the Passion Translation, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. It's basically, don't be squeezed into the mold of this present age. That's how you can explain it. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. That's beautiful. It says, be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit, your partner. He's going to help you. He's going to lead you into mind renewal so that a total reformation can come to how you think. Yeah, that's good. Come on, say total reformation. Come on, let's say it's coming to me. Amen. You see this? I'm, I want you to declare it because there's power in our words. It leads your heart and it leads your thinking. And it says, this will empower you. To discern God's will. Do you see it? This, this total reformation of your thinking will empower you to discern God's will. In other words, if you don't have a renewed mind, you're not going to discern the will of God. It's one thing to say, Lord Spirit, lead me. But if your thinking is so stinky, if your thinking is a bit stinky, then you're not going to be able to be led by the Spirit. It says, this will empower you to discern God's will as you live, look at this, a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Isn't that wonderful? Live a 
a perfect life in his eyes. You're so spiritually, your, your mind is renewed. And now every moment of the day, super, naturally supernatural, being led by the Spirit, every moment of your day, your life will be so pleasing to God. It is such an invitation. So how do we renew our minds? You need a fresh revelation of who God is. Fresh revelation. Fresh encounter with God. How do you renew your mind? You get into the Word and you meditate upon the Word until it comes alive to you. And then you start speaking over your life. You're not just saying, you, what the scripture says to others, you're saying, I am this. I am a saint. I am a son of God. I am blessed. God is pouring out all of his grace and, grace and goodness over my life. You apply the scriptures to yourself. And you trust for that fresh encounter with the Lord. How do you renew your mind? Two questions. God, so you're facing something challenging. And you say, okay, God, I want to freak out but I know you never freak out. You're never hopeless. You always have a solution to every problem. God, what are you seeing? What are you seeing? Come on, let's practice. God, what are you seeing? Okay, because you want to get his perspective. So ask him in every area of your life, your business, your finances, your marriage, your relationships, your your identity. God, what are you seeing? Because I want to come higher. I want to see from heaven above. I want to see from your perspective because everything looks different from above. You see, when you, when you see as God sees, you will do as God says. Amen. When you see as God sees, when you see from his perspective, you will do as God says. You will have the discernment to know you will be empowered to discern the will of God so you can walk in the will of God. If you see as God sees, you will do as God says. So how's your seeing? How's your seeing? Are there areas of unbelief, areas of hopelessness? Are there areas of lack of faith? You're not seeing it from God's perspective yet. Any hopeless area of your life is a sign that you're not seeing it from God's perspective. Amen. So if you want to renew your mind, another way is you need to remind yourself of who God is, what he has done. It's so powerful. I want to share a story with you about T.L. Osborne. And it reveals the power of a God encounter. Now, he was a, a crusade evangelist. And uh, let, us, let me share some of his, his story. He says, T.L. Osborne had gone to India without any of the success he expected. He told his wife, so he went to India as a missionary and he wasn't working. He says he told his wife that if he could see Jesus, his life would be changed. The next morning at six o'clock, he says, I was awakened by a vision of Jesus Christ as he came into our room. He says there, I, I looked upon him. I saw him like I see anyone. No tongue can tell of his splendor and beauty. No language can express the magnificence and power of his person as he sees Jesus. Of all I had heard and read about him, the half had never been told me. His hands were beautiful. They seemed to vibrate with creative ability. His eyes were streams of love pouring forth into my innermost being. He says, when I came out of that room, I was a new man. Jesus had become the master of my life. I knew the truth. He is alive. He is more than dead religion. My life was changed. I would never be the same. You see, the power of a God encounter that shifts your mindset. 
And he says, old traditional values began to fade away. And I felt impressed daily by a new and increasing sense of reverence and serenity. Everything was different. I wanted to please him. That's all that has mattered since that unforgettable morning. And then here's a summary of what the Lord started to do then. In 70 nations of the world, he ministered. He's already passed away. He states, we saw deaf mutes by the hundreds perfectly restored. We've seen great numbers of the blind instantly receive their sight. As many as 90 cases in a single gospel crusade, 90 blind people seeing. We've seen the hopeless cripples restored. Those in wheelchairs as long as 42 years arise and walk. Those on cots and stretchers have arisen and have been made whole. We've witnessed eardrums, lungs, kidneys, ribs, and other parts of the body which have been removed by operations, recreated and restored by God's creative power. Come on, say amen. Come on, I'm inviting us to more. We've seen incurables made well, cancers die and vanish, lepers cleansed, even the dead raised. Glory to God. In a single campaign, which we have conducted as many as 125 deaf mutes, 90 totally blind, and hundreds of other equally miraculous deliverances have resulted. Happy and joyful confessions of Christ as Savior have numbered as many as 50,000 in one crusade. 50,000 people, we have no idea. (laughs) Often many thousands in one night. What we have seen our Lord accomplish in the past is an example of what he yearns to do in every nation under heaven. Now, obviously, not every one of us is going to be a crusade evangelist, but every one of us can have an encounter with Jesus that rocks our world and unlocks our true identity and destiny. That's what God wants to do. But you need a mind renewal. And I want to say to you, especially if you're going through a difficult time, any challenge in your life, it is your invitation to press into Jesus. Don't give up. Push into him. Do you have any idea how much your heavenly father loves you? Even when you feel like you can't see him, when you're going through your stuff. You know, I was thinking about uh, me and my, my son. You know, I love to be with my boy. Doesn't matter what he's done. Doesn't matter how many times he's failed. I want to be with my son. You see, my son is a daddy magnet. I'm drawn to him. I want to say to you, your heavenly father is drawn to you. Doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter what you failed like. Doesn't matter what you feel. He is drawn to you. And if you would renew your mindset, you will experience his presence. You will experience his goodness in your life. But the Lord wants to help us to have a a fresh encounter with the love of the father. You see, overwhelming encounters where the extravagant love of our heavenly father will do much to dismantle unbelief. Let me say that again. Overwhelming encounters where the extravagant love of God, our heavenly father, will do much to dismantle unbelief. So you need to pursue that fresh encounter with him. You need to pursue to see him. What are you seeing? Because when you see him, you will find that faith is found 
in your father. You will never doubt again when you know your heavenly father. When you know how much he loves you. When you know how faithful he is. When you know how powerful he is. You will never doubt again. Amen. Hallelujah. So I want to read this last verse. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. And this is so beautiful because this is a, an invitation for every one of us to encounter more of God. It says that is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen. Come on, say no eye has seen. No ear has heard. And no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Isn't that beautiful? You see, you can't see it with your fleshly eyes. And sometimes our crises are our greatest invitation to discover who we really are in God and what we have in him. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no ears heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. You see, it's in loving him that we, we experience him. And then it says, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. He will reveal it by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. The father wants to reveal to you how much he loves you and that will unlock faith that will bring a transformation, a reformation in your thinking and you will discover who you are and what you're called to do and it's more than what you think. It's more. You in Christ, it is way more than you can imagine. Amen. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.